Yo, what's up? Welcome to Wednesday. We got a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, a stock roller coaster to talk about. A new G, a CMO at GM, and an activity avalanche. We're going to tell you what that means. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know mm. who I is and who I Activity avalanche is a good, good phrase. I, yeah, a I band like name. <laughs> it is a great band name. It's also what I'm going to say to my wife every time she's like, how was today? <laughs> Be like it was an activity avalanche. Activity. That's why I should get a sticker on my door that just says "activity avalanche in progress." (laughs) Caution, right? We're gonna do caution. Activity avalanche. That actually could be in the Sodu theme. Actually, now that I think about it, activity avalanche. What do you guys do? We're we're professional activity avalanche creators. I don't know. I don't know, man. (laughs) That's so good. Oh man, you never know what you're gonna come up with in a little pod title. Oh, we got a we got a new in the dirt podcast released today. Um, If you don't know, in the dirt is a podcast that we created just so we can capture moments when we are on the ground like at a dealership or, you know, kind of with a frontline person. Sometimes it's at an event, but usually now it's in a store. So uh, you did this interview, Kyle, so why don't you talk about it? Yeah, no, this is this was really cool. I kind of alluded to this a couple of days ago, but uh, we talked to a 22-year salesperson at the same store, or a 27-year salesperson and a 22-year customer at the store, and they were at the store, like, randomly, buying another car when we were there so it was just cool to oh like they've been doing business together for that long is what you're saying yes yes (laughs) that's amazing the the salesperson has been at that store for 27 years they've been doing business at that store for 22 years with the same person that's the cool part man they just happen to be in the showroom while we were there unscripted oh that's amazing you can get that by um going to any podcast platform spotify apple music probably the best places to get it in the dirt with a sodu and uh, it'll be the last episode. Are we releasing that? We're probably it's going to be a video and stuff for that too. You'll see yeah, it on social media. Or if you're not following along, uh, LinkedIn is kind of where the most conversation happens. So follow the Asota page on LinkedIn. We'll do a thing. There you do go. A thing. All right, let's get into some news. So um, General Motors has hired uh, Norm DeGrieve as the new CMO. He was the CMO of CVS, so a non-auto person coming in. Um uh, effective July 31st. So he's uh, ramping up to start here in just about a week and a half. Degree known for transforming CVS into the country's largest consumer healthcare company. So if you remember back in the day, it was like, we're no longer a drugstore. We are now a healthcare company. Um, and there's, he's setting out a spearhead GM's marketing as they you know continue into this new territory of EVs. Um, so he was at CVS since 2015 and he really had this purpose uh, they call it purpose-related marketing, and this was his initiative. So he did things like, um, you know, stopping using altered images of females specifically in advertisements. Say, hey, we're going to be real life here uh, to combat image insecurity. They had a they had a program called Role Model. He also stopped doing business with any agency that worked with a big tobacco company, right? Because like, how can we be a healthcare company if we're selling cigarettes? You know, well. Oh, 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 that's what they said. CVS sells cigarettes not anymore. No, they stopped. Really? Oh yeah, like back then when they made this decision, it was a big, it was a big deal. Totally. I've only they stopped selling all tobacco products. Yeah, like Walgreens is definitely more popular here, so I just don't get into a CVS. Yep. Um. So no, they changed their logo. They all did it. Like CVS, Rite Aid, they changed their logo and were like, "Oh, we're we're health proponents now." Um, I don't know. There's still a lot of candy bars in that aisle. Um, Though (laughs) though he lacks extensive auto experience, he did have prior experience with GM's digital marketing uh, when he was employed with the big agency Digitas from 2001 to 2014. So 
business is a little different than it was back then, but awesome, man. You know, I'm, I'm excited for them, you know, and, and I have seen like GM do some, some unique things with, uh, with marketing over the past. I, you know, I follow some of their, their marketing team on LinkedIn. And so they, they do push the boundaries a bit, um, you know, and so I, it's always tough for me, like watching someone come from, you know, it's, it's basically consumer packaged goods rebranded as like an, an over company, um, you know, and then the healthcare side of stuff, it's, it'll be interesting to see how that translates into the brand of GM, like mm -hmm. whether we see kind of a renewed vision or refreshed, uh, uh, refreshed look and feel. Um, because when, when you're going from like healthcare to trucks, yeah, that's a big difference, you know, uh, but I hear, you, you know, in, I innovative, innovative thought, innovative voices, thinking about uh, uh, this vertical with the context of other verticals, I think is important, especially as when you think about like EVs and software and the way that that GM is is positioning itself for the next seven years, it's it's probably a strong move. I think it could also come in like when you think of them moving into the home charging space and then mm -hmm. also like the the power storage and power generation like in the home. I think I can yep. see that as kind of like a a similar vein, like, hey, we're reintroducing GM as an energy company. I mean, I know that's like kind of like a far stretch, but they're starting to dip their toe in the water. So there's there's some relevance there, but hey, wish wishing him the best of luck and GM, obviously the best of luck. Um, when you get fresh thinking into an organization, shakes things up and, uh, you know, Mary Mary's paying attention. Yeah, I mean, and and I think, you know, you look at like the, the, the company overall, you know, it really is telling the story of, they're they're a they're an electric company yeah more than try a vehicle company and so if he's set to rebrand something like that that win so speaking of winning segway time so I have I have a little personal Roller journey coaster. I have a personal journey with this story because I started building the show last night which is an odd thing <laughs> I usually only build it in the morning but it was late I'm like oh I'm gonna like start put a couple things in and so Carvana's stock at the time last night <laughs> Carvana's stock had dropped over nine percent after the online retailer startled investors by moving its quarterly results release up by two weeks. They were like, we're going to announce this two weeks early. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? Well, People yeah. started selling. Um, despite, you know, seeing a big rally this year, actually over like 700%. I mean, they were pretty low at the beginning of the year. Um, right. $3 you know, it just, to $24 yeah. is a, yeah. I'll take that, though. Thing. I'll take yeah. that. If you it bought a $3, you, you love every bit of that 700%. I mean, um, and yeah. then I wake up this morning and open everything back up, and shares are up 25% in pre-market trading because they announced, um, the, the actual announcement is they signed an agreement to really, uh, restructure their debt and cut one point billion, one point two billion dollars um, in debt and increase their cash flow. Um, their interest expense went down by a lot, and basically they were like, "We're restructuring things." And then now it's up twenty five percent. Actually, twenty. I don't know what it is now. Like as it, of like twenty minutes moving, ago, it was twenty seven percent. They. It's, they, it's wild. Like th there is. It's so strange that. Carvana continues to trade on the voice of what they like on what they say and less of what they do. Absolutely. Um, it's a voting it's, machine. It, it's just a pure voting machine still, which is just wild, especially after what we saw with them in the second half of last year. Um, you know, I I'm I'm like I was counting them down and out last November. Well, but, it was three bucks a share and I was like, it's bankrupt or they're going to make it. 
I heard a lot of people yeah. saying they're going to go bankrupt or they're going to make it. Yep. And so restructuring debt is a big deal to stay out of bankruptcy for sure. Um, they, they are, uh, they, um, Changed their second quarter adjusted earnings to one 155 million, um, a difference, uh, you know, a difference Major from swing. a loss of 216 million the same period last year. And uh, so, and, and what's crazy about that is they still have a 23% reduction in overall revenue. They've been so they've cutting and slicing expenses, over there. Oh, yeah. Slicing, getting everything in line. Um, you know, one of the, one of the interesting things that was noted is like, there are people saying, Hey, look, are you, are you going away from some of the things that you've always done? Like, it, like where, where, where is all of this changing? Um, because it's like, it doesn't look like anything's changed from the outside. Right. But there's obviously a massive restructuring, restructuring to accomplish those goals internally. Two things. So. Um, number one, this highlights the power of a strong brand. Yep. Right. They're trading on brand and trade like very literally trading on the exchange on brand on things like that. A lot of the large analysts say, you know, their price has completely disconnected from the fundamentals of how you would grade a stock. And so like trading on brand, man, they are trading on brand. And you know what? From a public perception standpoint, a lot of people don't pay attention to the stock market. They don't care. They just want a good experience buying a car and want to feel good about doing it. So um, Carvana is obviously keeping that uh, keeping that dream alive. And uh, I don't know, maybe the story will be different tomorrow. <laughs> so how are we going to segue to this? <laughs> I have no clue. Keeping a dream alive, maybe. Speaking of keeping a dream alive. Okay, sure. Segway. If you've been keep trying to keep that dream alive of somehow staying at your house to work for eternity, uh, Workday may have your solution in there from a little bit of data that they have. So Workday is a cloud-based software firm uh, that uh, manages a lot of the world's larger uh, enterprise-grade companies like HR and staffing and, and work tools. They've noticed a boost in collaboration Overall, when employees were returned to the office part-time last year at some of these enterprise-level uh, companies, basically hallway chats, meetings, replaced email communication, so there was a lot more interpersonal interaction. Good. However, with a 17% rise in team connections, which I don't even know how you measure that. With I, they have, they, okay. I, it said it in the article. Like You can go in and check, click the link and read the article. They have metrics, so I don't know. Right. They got they got metrics. So uh, <laughs> there was this downside. Basically, those connections created a 24 percent increase in meeting time, leading to a whole bunch of work pile up and extra stress for employees and, and time swung. away from the activity of what you're doing. And so um, the all of the ideas that came from the interpersonal reaction, the water cooler, the hallway moments actually led to this like overabundance of necessary activity to accomplish the goals that the company was created. So you mean um, it's, it sounds like this? It's like, hey, we got together. Hey, you know what we should try? We should do this. That's a great idea. Let's set another meeting, right? They got meetings, <laughs> meetings for meetings. All meetings. <laughs> they got a meeting about a meeting. I know yeah. how it goes. Uh, the, the way a social scientist, Michael Arena, coined it, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, was an activity avalanche. Uh, basically, a sudden surge of connect hyperconnectivity can negatively impact a company. Mm. What is this world, Paul? Activity, what is this world? Activity avalanche. You know, I, I've I've experienced this when yeah. when when in I live in New York and our you know at the time a soda didn't exist. I only had agency congruent. 
everything shut down and we went to the zoom world which was like this you know it was kind of shook us up because we only came in like we never operated remotely and then after we got the hang of it we got very efficient it was like oh my gosh this is great we're getting so much done and then it switched and then you just spent all day on zoom meetings and then you're not efficient we came back to the office and we got this boost of efficiency back, right? Because there's no longer, I got to set up a meeting. And then little by little, mission creep happens. And all of a sudden, you're back in meetings all the time again. And it's, I think this is a constant struggle of any business that is doing a lot of stuff. Um, I know that that um, from having a little experience with VaynerMedia, like being in the halls, Gary Vaynerchuk freaks out whenever he sees more than three people in a room together. He's like, wait, and James Orsini, his COO will say, oh, if you have more than three people in a room and Gary's around, you better guarantee he's going to pop his head in and you better be able to tell him why everybody's in that room. Why everyone's in that room having yeah. a meeting. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, like they, I, I, I feel this, right? Because sometimes I'll get to my end of the day. I'm like, golly, I was just meeting mm -hmm. out. I was on Zoom calls or Google Meets or something like that all day. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like I ever produced yeah. what was discussed in the meeting. And so um, especially, you know, this is, I think at dealerships, this probably happens less just because the activity is the consumer or the customer right in it front of It happens less in so, the front lines, I think. Yeah. Right, exactly, because the, yeah. the customer's there in your face. Yep. But exactly. I, I think definitely the management level, the executive level, um, certainly can happen in like the marketing department, right? It's easy to get sucked into this, whether it's somebody yes. on your team or vendors like Shopify. Uh, I think we talked about the story, but it's coming back around again. Shopify said all recurring meetings are done, like done. They just yeah. scratched all the meetings and they actually built a tool or integrated a tool. I don't know what it actually is, but now... When you book a meeting, it shows you what the labor cost of that meeting is. So you can see like, oh, and what was the quote? They said something like no one would expense a $500 dinner, but a $500 meeting could pop up just like that. And just like that. And seeing can that you number. imagine like what would happen if that meeting metric was like finance director, general manager, <laughs> <And> Shopify, executive <laughs> director and controller uh, all in a room? Oh, you know Everyone what? would be like, fire alarm yeah. get them out we got 30 seconds out. boys girls <laughs> right we're actually we have a we have a close friend who works uh in shopify we're gonna ask him we're gonna ask him yeah. but um how that how that feels yeah you know so this activity avalanche uh what what is the gentleman that that we quote in this article mike arena um he's a smart guy i guess we'll just say that he's a smart guy and basically he said uh the best leaders he's ever worked with assess their meetings in a, more than anything else. So they pay more attention to how the meetings are running, what they're talking about, how efficient they are. Um, and because that's the sweet spot for collaboration. They use the word collaboration, got our attention on this article. There you go. But yeah, hey, could, I, could you collaborate me, too much? Where, like, can over -collaborate. We talk about this. Like the, the minute you go past a 20 minute meeting, you're hanging You're out, just visiting. Right? Dave so, Meltzer. You're right? just visiting. Ah, you it's so good. Well, we're not going to go past 20 minutes on this meeting. 15 minutes and 42 seconds oh. to be exact. Thanks for spending time. We hope it helped you make your day more efficient, think more strategically, and above all else, care for people just a little bit more.